Good morning. I'm going to be doing another one of those all day. Hey, I'm going to be blogging what I'm thinking, and what I'm going experiencing during the day. But uh, first, I um, started watching Star Trek Voyager this morning, and um, right away I came across something I thought was interesting. In my known periodic table, at least what's listed in on Google, there are how many how many known elements are there in periodic table? One hundred and eighteen elements, and uh, first thing. The captain's log indicates in Star Trek Voyager in the year 2371. This is 350-some-odd years in front of my current date. Um, there are 246 known elements. I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, of course there's going to be some discoveries and everything, you know, quite likely of new elements and that kind of stuff, but I just... Um, find that number double of what we have now. Entertaining. So, um, starting off with a, uh, just wanted to talk about a dream I had last night. Back in 2005, 2006, all the way, for about uh, two years, I was contracting, or contracted from the NSA to a company called Computer Wholesalers. And uh, it was owned and operated by a Russian dude. And why the NSA was in bed with them is wasn't mine to uh, question. And um, what they were interested in doing was basically um, making sure, helping this company go global. And in, in some cases, uh, what they did was they sold equipment for off uh, that came off of lease. So if something came from Dell or Intel or whatever, what they would do is actually take the equipment and they would um, resell it. And uh, in a lot of cases, they would resell it in a discounted way. And in even, even more cases, um, it would go abroad. So there'd be com countries, uh, countries and companies that were abroad that uh, would actually take these, and uh, I found it interesting. Um, you know, as part of my job was to help circum circumvent some of the uh, embargoes and various um, laws that actually refused to allow American exports to countries like Iran and that kind of stuff. So it was a known terrorist nation at the time, and. It was my responsibility to more or less uh, circumvent this and find a way to do it, uh, do it in a way that wouldn't put it, put the, um, put this company on the, uh, on anybody's radar, namely the um, FBI, the CIA, or uh, the, uh, um, you know, any kind of police or law enforcement whatsoever. So there's two uh, two owners. Um, there's Ivan Somic um, and. Uh, his brother, um, Taras, and uh, Ivan was the main owner, where Taras was kind of like uh, the general manager and everything that I worked with, and, you know, while I was under the employee there, I was being billed out at $1,500 an hour, um, where I was making, you know, grand total of, I think it was 80, 85000 a year or something horrible like that. 
while I was uh, going through this, I um, I was just, uh, I, I was really, I think that's about the first time I really started paying attention to personalities and why people did what they did and everything. And uh, at that point, I was starting to get heavy into um, psychology and particularly the psychology of of um, teams and leadership and and really what what does it take to actually motivate a team and that kind of stuff and uh, part of the motivation for this was I was having problems um, I had a uh, created software to bridge um, to bridge the two organizations together so uh, they were having problems with um, they had two different uh, main facilities one was New Jersey and one was Arizona and they had um, shitloads of equipment that went through this facility these facilities so I'm not shitting you when I say um, they would get a lot of 3,000 pieces of equipment, you know, computers from Dell, you know, that uh, were shipped off lease. So basically what a company does is it uh, purchases equipment and everything on a lease, um, you know, from Intel, or Intel does this. And, and then at that point, uh, once that lease is up, typically they'll turn around and they'll just pay for new, new equipment and everything, um, continuing, you know, doing business through leases and everything. So that way they never have any assets to, to sell. Um, and uh, to accumulate and to depreciate and go through all the rigors of financial uh, financial shit that uh, dealing with the IRS and uh, the entire entirety of the uh, of the lease is a, is a complete write off you know when it comes down to the IRS um, in contrast to buying which re requires you to depreciate your assets and you have to go through this process of uh of basically not not being able to write off everything that uh, that you spend so long story short um what would happen was two years would go by before a company had just uh, got some equipment in all all of a sudden they would turn around and you know, um, Dell would have um, certain vendors handle um, Dell and a couple other companies like that. Uh, big companies that uh, did leases would Dell was just the most namely would turn around and uh, they would have they would point Intel to say to send the equipment to you know to us. And at that point, it was my company's responsibility. Um, and I say it's my company because I did really. <laughs> you know, a lot. They actually wanted me to come on as own partial owner of the company, and I'm just like, no, um, I couldn't be for more than one reason. But uh, in any case, um, yeah, they just uh, we ended up, um, you know, taking three thousand pieces of equipment, and at that point, we forwarded on. We'd sell it through um, different chains and everything. So my responsibility coming in there was to help automate things. They didn't have a whole lot of automation, so. They had something called Abra um, for a, an accounting system, and they didn't have any real automation when it came down to the warehouse. Everything was pen and paper, so I ended up helping uh, automate the entire thing. I created um, a web-based application so vendors and customers alike could actually see the status of their order within the system, and it was all uh, C-sharp based. Um, most of the stuff that I did in the core was Visual Basic and Visual Basic 6.0, which was my favorite language at the time and and uh, back-end uh, database of SQL Server and um, more or less uh, it would allow automation for printing reports for printing um, labels uh, so that way any packages that came on could automatically have a fixed you know these nifty little labels and everything that would uh, allow allow anybody to track it and they had three-dimensional trackers we used uh, intermic trackers if I'm not mistaken I think that's what we use the same trackers I used at Intel I recommended that we use over there too um, 
and uh, that would allow them to, to scan the barcodes that we actually had affixed. And we had three-dimensional barcodes before it was cool, too, so we can fit a lot more information in them as well. Started off with two-dimensional ones, and they ended up, um, at that point, just they're nothing but numbers that are affixed to it that, uh, you know, link to an ID in the database. And uh, just, you know, we ended up uh, taking a little step further and did the three-dimensional barcodes. Um, but uh, really, one of the problems that we ended up having was, um, you know, was exports to Iran. So we ended up working with a company that was created, a shell company based in uh, Mexico, and ended up uh, routing equipment through there in order to be, be able to get it to Iran. This is a for example of I ended up having to look at the rules and regulations and making suggestions to both Ivan and uh, to Ross about how to actually circumvent it. And this was the plan that we came up with. And they were interested in not losing that much money on the deal. And it was, wasn't was really a shell company. It was wholly owned and subsidiary by a, a Mexican, uh, Mexican person. Um, both Ross and Ivan didn't want to open up a business in Mexico, so we had to find a third party. Third party was pretty easy to find, and at that point we just ended up shifting the equipment through them. They took a little scrape of it, and um, at that point forwarded, you know, probably 15,000 pieces of equipment and everything to uh, various people over in Iran and everything. Um, so, with that said, um, I actually, I had a dream last night, and it was really kind of weird. Um, occasionally I get these weird dreams, and this dream in particular, I was really, I was towards the tail end of this gig, and I was really kind of pissed off at the whole situation, because they, they kept having issues, the two of them, um, they, where they couldn't get along, Taras and, uh, and Ivan, and um, that's part of the reason um, Taras was in Arizona, and, uh, and Ivan, you know, re stayed in uh, in New Jersey is the cultures, the philosophical and idealistic mindset between the two um, primary owners. Ivan was more the boss, but uh, he was still considered Taras his partner. And um, I I kept finding myself towards the six the last six months of the uh, gig and everything coming between them. And uh, they kept, um, you know, they kept kind of like um, wanting me to break the ties that they had and vote with one or the other. Well, invariably, this would leave me um, in in a really bad way, you know, just particularly when I needed something from somebody and I had just made a decision that was contrary to something they wanted, you know, and particularly, you know, Taras. I mean, I would make a, a decision, basically say, no, Taras, I think that uh, Ivan has a point, you know, and for the next two weeks, um, Taras would just basically uh, be a pain in my ass, you know, and I just wasn't having an easy time with it. Well, they kept, uh, during this period of time, for the last six months and everything, they were trying to hire me on, you know, on a full-time basis and everything. And, um, you know, they knew who I worked for. They, you know, at least Ivan did. I don't know about Taras. I could never really disclose any of the conditions in my employment and everything, but Taras definitely heavy-handed it, and um, oddly enough, um, Ivan kind of pushed for it too, and for me, I was just like, okay, this is weird, you know, um, they know who I work for, this isn't, you know, something I can really, really do, why the hell would they be pushing for this, it was kind of weird, so I kept denying them, kept, de kept denying them, finally, um, I ended up uh, more or less undermining the whole situation. I wanted them to be autonomous. I wanted them to find a way to do things on their own. <laughs> so 
So I ended up, um, they had had a profile and they're actually trying to find buyers for their company. Um, I had learned, you know, through my own sources and everything. And um, they were trying to, Ivan was actually trying to find a buyer. And I hinted at uh, Taras. I was just like, you know, are you really, um, I, I didn't ask him directly, but I, I kind of inferred. He goes, no, that's, you know, he, he flat out denied that there was a potential that somebody was trying to buy the company. I'm just like, okay, you know, and at this point, um, Ivan asked me to create a personal bio and to place it on their website and uh, to put it on their website along, alongside with them. Um, so Taras was on there, and I'm just like, this is really weird. You know, they've these two are the primary owners of this company. Um, I have absolutely no interest in this company whatsoever. Not only do I not own stock or anything like that, but um, they've given me absolutely no interest, and they're positioning me as a partial owner of this company. That's just fucked up. It was weird. So I created a bio. Um, didn't think he'd read it, and I ended up put, putting, um, you know, putting a funny bio on there. And I put "Master of Smoke and Mirrors." That's one of my favorite bios I've ever put and everything. And uh, you know, and all that junk. And it was just I kind of did a tongue-in-cheek, you know, bio. It's just like, whatever, you know. Well. Uh, Tara, or um, Ivan ended up saying this, and he flew off the handle, and uh, Taras wasn't even amused. I thought he'd be amused at the very least by it. And uh, this, um, fortunately, worked exactly how I wanted it to. So I, I because of the problems that were existing between New Jersey and uh, and Arizona, I was absolutely believing that uh, that the New Jersey facility needed to have the primary IT guy. And while I had pushed to actually be re- be relocated over there. Um, they absolutely refused. They wanted me out in Arizona, and I'm just like, oh, okay, this isn't going to work and everything. So finally, I ended up uh, doing a couple things like this, which basically forced um, forced Ivan's hand and forced Ivan to actually uh, hire somebody uh, locally. And um, he needed somebody that had levity. He needed somebody that had a sense of humor. And he needed somebody, in my opinion, that uh, didn't take him... Um, as seriously as I had taken him when I first got on. And, uh, you know, that was part of the big problem was I just, you know, I took it all. It was my first contract, my first real contract with the NSA. Um, I had been wanting to represent and I had realized, you know, as I got into this, it's just like, this is still just not that much different than it was before. You know, I was working as a contractor and there's, I'm still working for people, you know, for people that inevitably make bad decisions. You know, they make some good decisions, don't get me wrong, but still there's some really, really weird things that go on, you know, in people's minds and why they do what they do, you know, and I had thought that, you know, working for the NSA, I'd actually be taking a, a step up and, you know, the quality of the relationships that I was creating, and I wasn't 100% accurate with that, and uh, this was definitely indicative of that. So, in any case, um, what I did was I forced uh, forced his hand, and I forced Ivan to hire somebody locally, and uh, I, I was being asked to review the resumes because I, I was, they were positioning it like uh, they were trying to hire somebody that was, would augment me you know, over in New Jersey. Well, I mean, I didn't want that. Um, and I also knew that it was bullshit. I knew they were looking to, you know, to replace me, and that's exactly what I wanted. 
So, in any case, I, they had me, they were feeding me resumes, you know, of these people. And it was kind of funny because here I am, you know, their positioning is they're, they're um, doing it to hag me and they want to find somebody that's, you know, capable. I'm just like going, okay, so they feed me about a hundred different resumes as I'm reviewing these. And I'm looking at each one, you know, highly skilled people. And then I find this one, it's a gem. And it's uh, one page long. And it's, uh, the name is Lynn Santamaria. And I saw that last name. And it's one word. And I'm just like going, the whole resume was bullshit. The whole thing. It was nothing but a, a complete fabrication. Um, I mean, it looked, it looked pretty. You know, I'll be the first to admit the format and everything was kind of, uh, kind of cool. Um, but besides that, it was just like the qualifications were utter crap. And I'm just like going, this guy's perfect. I mean, I just thought, oh my god, this guy's perfect. And I wasn't trying to put um, put them in a bad place. What I was trying to do was make it so where um, Ivan took control of the technology and whoever came on could actually learn with him. And uh, that's what this guy was. You know, he was a guy that was, he was new. He was um, really, uh, he was goofy without hesitation. Um, but he, he still strangely had some of his shit together, and I figured, okay, this guy's perfect. And, um, at this point, um, the funny thing was, Ivan, Ivan, uh, called me after sending these, he sent three resumes in this little batch and everything, and he goes, well, which one did you like? And I, you know, I, I go, well, I said, honestly, I said something negative about the other two, and I said, honestly, I'm gonna have to side with Lynn. He goes, oh, thank God. And uh, at that point, he was just like, I want to hire this guy. I said, well, first, we've got to interview him, you know, and uh, I want to make sure that he's, you know, completely on board with this guy. And, um, you know, he interviews him, and the guy interviews well. He actually did. Um, I didn't I didn't grill him intentionally like I did the others. I didn't, you know, throw any uh, hardball, you know, analytical or, you know, um, coding type questions or anything like that at him. I want, I just wanted to make sure that he was a good personality fit. And, uh, he was. And, um, once we got him in there, it's just like, boom. Um, I was given my, uh, I was given two weeks at that point and, uh, told to pack my bags and I was pretty happy about it. So, um, in any case, it's just like, yeah, sure, I may have undermined my own um, being there and everything. And uh, they gave me two weeks to basically um, help help transition them out. And um, they were concerned that I was actually going to cause some problems and everything and uh, all this stuff. And, you know, I'm just like, no, I said to Ross, you give me a good recommendation and everything, I said, I know it's a bad fit, you know, I know that some of the things that are going on here, you know, need somebody back east and everything, and he goes, why do I have the strangest feeling you orchestrated this, and I'm just like, I mean, I didn't want them to believe anything other than they were in control the whole time, you know, I wanted them to believe that. And, um, in the end, it's just like, um, that's what ended up happening was, uh, he ended up, uh, more or less, um, you know, taking control and dead. And, um, yeah, I mean, they did decently from what I understand. So, um, and, uh, I did get a good recommendation out of it. Now, going back to last night's dream, I dreamed that I was in the same situation, but it was slightly different. And Taras was, 
it was the last six months that I was there, and Taras was banging on me, banging on me to get this shit done, and um, I was creating something, and uh, it was it wasn't the same world. Um, the same view that I went through. It's a different one altogether. And uh, in this, I was creating something, and I didn't... I was leveraging the time to basically make sure everything I was doing was going get, to get created, and I didn't want them knowing um, what I was actually trying to, you know, trying to achieve and everything, what I was actually doing. They were banging on me to do things for work, and he was especially pressuring me. And, uh, all of a sudden, you know, I ended up, um, I'm, I'm being evasive and I'm stopping this and I don't want them to know what I'm working on, you know, so, and I kept delaying it too. I was just like, oh, two more weeks, two more weeks. And then Taras and the uh, dream went on a vacation and, uh, then all of a sudden, you know, here I am just going, okay, cool. Got a lot of time to work on it. Now I gotta, I gotta provide the facade that I'm actually making progress and everything while he's gone and everything, just in case he decides to check up on me. And that was like kind of it for the dream. All of a sudden, boom, I ended up um, hearing the alarm woke up shortly after. So it's just weird. You know, it's just like a different situation. Um, can't even say it was like the same type of place and everything. But uh, it's just, just a weird dream and everything. So... Hey there, I'm back again. One of the hardest things for me is um, self-control. I don't know why that came out, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, long. I um, so I started making more modifications to the uh, to the GTA thing and ended up going further and further away, and some weird stuff happened, so as you get probably, I don't know, on the order of maybe, what was the distance that I saw? Um, I'll tell you, go back to that machine. I've got three machines in front of me, and one that will one of these days ultimately go to uh, the roommate but I'm just having a hard time taking the stuff off of it oh it says low battery what the f time to plug this in hopefully this actually charges while I'm plugged in yeah it does and it records cool <coughs> so yeah so I made a modification and right now I am 8.630966 plus 0.07 e to the uh, basically it's I think it's um 10 to the 7th power so 8.6 times 10 to the 7th power okay hello huh weird it said it was recording but uh it kept indicating 0, 0.0.00 .00. So I think I lost a lot of the uh, the last thing that I ended up putting in, and it might have been because I plugged it in. So how much of that uh, we got, I don't know. So I'm gonna repeat things a little bit. That's okay. You see how often I check the shit that I put in. I just want to have a record of it. So. 
Captain's Log. Start date. What's the date today? 10:45 p.m. on February 15th, 2019. Oh, modified GTA 5. Took away all the boundaries, all the borders, and I'm currently taking my avatar out to X. So, starting at relative position on the planet, minus five, 456 for the X, the Y, 259, the Z, 82. I am currently at, relative to that point, negative 1806295 for the X, for the Y, I'm at negative 551-9642, and for the Z, I'm at 9.629566E plus 07. So I'm quite a ways away. And I have seen some weird shit. Saw a big huge green ball. There's my point of reference. I saw fish-like things. Um, sprites, I guess you could say, is probably the best word for them. Moving in all kinds of different directions, and occasionally that was the one of the weirder things too. They would flash red. I would like see this red thing, you know, as they flash by and everything. So, other than that, uh, the green ball followed me for a while. Oh, here's one of the interesting things I think from Star Trek: Vulcans. Um, come and make first contact with Earth on, um, what is it, when Earthlings go and um, do warp travel for the first time, which is in the year 2063, if I'm not mistaken. So, it's going to be in 43-some-odd years net, everything at a place called Bozeman, Montana. Um, I'm going to be there. Um, going to watch First Contact and just observe the events and, uh, you know, probably tell the Vulcans, hey, I've been here, I've been waiting around for quite a while and take me away, I'm, I'm not going to get the fuck out of here for a while. Um, yes, I'm well aware of all your technology and I've been watching you for 50 some odd years, 68, 60 years by that point. Um, I'll be... Um, so when they make first contact, they make first contact based on the detection of a warp signature. And uh, one of the things I've really given a lot of thought is, how would you detect that warp signature? You know, what would be the detection method used for that warp signature? Now, the Vulcans are pretty skilled with the mind. So I'm suspecting that... The Vulcans themselves are probably more creatures of mind than they are of body. So the, the detection methods for the warp signature may not necessarily be something physical as I had assumed before. Um, it may be something intellectual, something mind-related or something like that. So, you know, it may be a physical warping of space at a specific point or something like that. Um, I'm not quite sure yet. You know, I, I figure I'll figure that out over time and everything. But, uh, and it very well could start, you know, at the detection of warp signatures in space, you know, which might be 
the emissions of radio waves or you know some kind of electromagnetic waves that are of a non um, a not expected basis something that's uh, not uniform or something like that that could be one method um, another potential method could be uh, you know the detection of something that uh, starts accumulating mass you know in space for the first time so they actually detect the the existence and the start of, of, of a planet in three-dimensional space you know leveraging I, again I'd probably say um, radio waves at this point or some some kind of um, waveform emission so that's another possibility and uh, as far as the warp signature is concerned you know um, the warp signature is more a dilation in space and uh, I don't see it as being a, uh, a warp in time you know that's the thing but that's the whole thing is it, it does it dilates time so how could one detect the dilation of time that's that's kind of like a kicker because that's that's what would have to be noticed in order to detect a warp signature one would have to detect a warpage not just in space but in time I don't know. I'm kind of puzzled by that. But I'm actually wondering, is that little green thing, you know, that approached me and everything, is that a, is that how my computer sees Vulcan? Is that the translation that I receive, you know, for the idea and concept that I know is a Vulcan? I mean, I couldn't get close to it. I couldn't get uh, further from it. And uh, it appeared as I got a certain distance away, you know, from the Earth, and disappeared as I got even way further away, or from, you know, from the depict version depicted in GTA. So I'm just wondering, is all this like an automated mechanism, series of mechanisms and everything, you know, that just basically ensure the continued growth of species and of me? I don't know. Anyways, we're talking about going for a family drive. I went over and helped Sue today with her computer and got to hear too many stories and everything. And, uh, I didn't know she liked my brother. Um, but, uh, her computer was in pretty, uh, pretty slow shape, so I helped, uh, fix that and remove the virus protection. That's my, um, I tell everybody that. Remove virus protection, just... You don't put amoxicillin and penicillin in your body 24-7. Don't do the same thing with virus protection. Put it in when you need to use it. Not not all the time. And if you need to use it all the time, you've got a problem. So, and, and, and besides that, that's about it on my side. Nothing more. So, anyways... That's about it for now. I'm just uh, playing. You know, my goal with some of these modifications that I was making was to try to turn this thing into a way to remotely view, you know, a subatomic camera that I can actually move and, and journey through space and uh, potentially spy on others. 
you know, without actually detection and that kind of stuff. It's not quite working out that way. It just kind of sucks. But it is what it is. Anyways, that would be cool. Have a good one. Take care. And good night.